Today is the 23rd of August, 2019. Welcome to Walking the Way this Friday. My name is Ray. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship together. I really hope you're looking forward to a wonderful weekend. We've got some amazing weather coming our way, apparently, according to the Meteorological Office, the Met Office. Um, So I'm thoroughly looking forward to the weekend. If you're joining us for the very first time, let me explain that each episode follows a really simple pattern of prayer, scripture, and music. So having explained how it all works, let's start today's leg of walking the way with our opening prayer. So let's pray, shall we? As we come into your presence, O Lord, we confess that love is still a mystery to us. This is as it should be, for your love is not something under our control. It's like your spirit, a wind which blows where it will, an unseen power. It's like your justice, which rolls down like waters, and your righteousness an ever-flowing stream. Blow through us, roll through us, Flow through us during this time that your love in us might be perfected on the anvil of faith. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God, and then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in today's Bible readings, we read about King Ahaziah, and Jesus tells us a parable of the workers in the vineyard. But we'll see you on the other side.
Let's ask God to speak to us through the Scriptures this morning. Father, prepare our hearts as we listen to Scripture today. Open our hearts and our minds to the mysteries and truth that are hidden within its pages, that we may discover a clarity of understanding within your word that was hidden from us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And for the final time this week, our Bible readings are taken from the New International Version. And we're beginning with 2 Chronicles 22. The people of Jerusalem made Ahaziah, Jehoram's youngest son, king in his place, since the raiders who'd come with the Arabs into the camp had killed all the older sons. So Ahaziah, son of Jehoram, king of Judah, began to reign. Ahaziah was 22 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem one year. His mother's name was Athaliah, a granddaughter of Omri. He too followed in the ways of the house of Ahab, for his mother encouraged him to act wickedly. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, as the house of Ahab had done, for after his father's death they became his advisers to his undoing. He also followed their counsel when he went with Joram, the son of Ahab, king of Israel, to wage war against Heziel, king of Aram at Ramiath-Gilead. The Arameans wounded Joram, so he returned to Jezreel to recover from his wounds they had inflicted him at Ramoth, in his battle with Haziel, king of Aram. Then Ahaziah, son of Jehoram, king of Judah, went down to Jezreel to see Joram, son of Ahab, because he had been wounded. Through Ahaziah's visit to Joram, God brought about Ahaziah's downfall. When Ahaziah arrived, he went out with Joram to meet Jehu, son of Nimshi, whom the Lord had anointed to destroy the house of Ahab. While Jehu was executing judgment on the house of Ahab, he found the officials of Judah and the sons of Ahaziah's relatives who had been attending Ahaziah, and he killed them. He then went in search of Ahaziah, and his men captured him while he was hiding in Samaria. He was brought to Jehu and put to death. They buried him, for they said he was a son of Jehoshaphat who sought the Lord with all his heart. So there was no one in the house of Ahaziah powerful enough to retain the kingdom. When Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she proceeded to destroy the whole royal family of the house of Judah. But Jehoshaphat, the daughter of King Jehoram, took Joash, son of Ahaziah, and stole him away from among the royal princes who were about to be murdered, and put him and his nurse in a bedroom. Because Jehosheba, the daughter of King Jehoram, and the wife of the priest Jehoiada, was Ahaziah's sister, she hid the child from Athaliah so that she could not kill him. He remained hidden with them at the temple of the Lord for six years while Athaliah ruled the land. In the seventh year, Jehoiada showed his strength. He made a covenant with the commanders of units of a hundred, Azariah, son of Jehoram, Ishmael, son of Joanan, Azariah, son of Obed, Masaiah, son of Adiah, and Elashaphat, son of Zikri. They went throughout Judah and gathered the Levites and the head of the Israelite people from all the towns. When they came to Jerusalem, the whole assembly made a covenant with the king at the temple of the Lord. Jehoiada said to them, The king's son shall reign as the Lord promised concerning the descendants of David. Now, this is what you are to do. A third of you priests and Levites are going on duty on the Sabbath to keep watch at the doors. A third of you at the royal palace and a third at the foundation gate. And all the others are to be in the courtyard of the temple of the Lord. No one is to enter the temple of the Lord except the priests and the Levites on duty. They may enter because they are consecrated, but all the others are to observe the Lord's command not to enter. 
the Levites are to station themselves around the king, each with weapon in hand. Anyone who enters the temple is to be put to death. Stay close to the king wherever he goes. The Levites and all the men of Judah did just as Jehoiada the priest ordered. Each one took his men, those that were on duty on the Sabbath and those that were going off duty. For Jehoiada the priest had not released any of the divisions. Then he gave the commanders of units of a hundred the spears and the large and small shields that belonged to King David and that were in the temple of God. He stationed all the men, each with his weapon in his hand around the king near the altar and the temple, from the south side to the north side of the temple. Jehoiada and his sons brought out the king's son and put the crown on him. They presented him with a copy of the covenant and proclaimed him king. They anointed him and shouted, Long live the king! When Athaliah heard the noise of the people running and cheering the king, she went to them at the temple of the Lord. She looked, and there was the king standing by his pillar at the entrance. The officers and the trumpeters were beside the king, and all the people of the land were rejoicing and blowing trumpets, and musicians with their instruments were leading the praises. Then Athaliah tore her robes and shouted, Treason! Treason! Jehoiada the priest sent out the commanders of the units of a hundred, who were in charge of the troops, and said to them, Bring her out between the ranks, and put to the sword any one who follows her. For the priest had said, Do not put her to death at the temple of the Lord. So they seized her as she reached the entrance of the horse gate of the palace grounds, and there they put her to death. Jehoiada then made a covenant that he, the people, and the king would be the Lord's people. All the people went to the temple of Baal and tore it down. They smashed the altars and idols, and killed Matta and the priest of Baal in front of the altars. Then Jehoiada placed the oversight of the temple of the Lord in the hands of the Levitical priests, to whom David had made assignments in the temple, to present the burnt offerings of the Lord as written in the law of Moses, with rejoicing and singing as David had ordered. He also stationed gatekeepers at the gates of the Lord's temple, so that no one who was in any way unclean might enter. He took with him the commanders of the hundreds, the nobles, the rulers of the land, and all the people of the land, and brought the king down from the temple of the Lord. They went into the palace from the upper gate, and seated the king on the royal throne. All the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was calm because Athaliah had been slain with the sword. 2 Kings 11 when Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she proceeded to destroy the whole royal family. But Jehosheba, the daughter of King Jehoram, and sister of Ahaziah, took Joash, son of Ahaziah, and stole him away from among the royal princes who was about to be murdered. She put him and his nurse in a bedroom to hide him from Athaliah, so he was not killed. He remained hidden with his nurse at the temple of the Lord for six years while Athaliah ruled the land. In the seventh year, Jehoiada sent for the commanders of units of a hundred, the Kerites and the guards, and had them brought to him at the temple of the Lord. He made a covenant with them, and put them under oath at the temple of the Lord. Then he showed them the king's son. He commanded them, saying, This is what you are to do. You who are in the three companies that are going on duty on the Sabbath, a third of you guarding the royal palace, a third at the sir gate, and a third at the gate behind the guard who takes turns guarding the temple, and you who are in the other two companies that normally go off Sabbath duty, are all to guard the temple for the king. Station yourselves around the king, each of you with a weapon in hand. Anyone who approaches your ranks is to be put to death. Stay close to the king wherever he goes. The commanders of the units of a hundred did just as Jehoiada the priest ordered. 
Each one took his men, those who were going on duty on the Sabbath and those who were going off duty, and came to Jehoiada the priest. Then he gave the commanders the spears and shields that had belonged to King David, and that were in the temple of the Lord. The guards, each with a weapon in hand, stationed themselves around the king, near the altar and the temple, from the south side to the north side of the temple. Jehoiada brought out the king's son and put the crown on him. He presented him with a copy of the covenant and proclaimed him king. They anointed him, and the people clapped their hands and shouted, Long live the king! When Athaliah heard the noise made by the guards and the people, she went to the people of the temple of the Lord. She looked, and there was the king, standing by the pillar as the custom was. The officers and the trumpeteers were beside the king, and all the people of the land were rejoicing and blowing trumpets. Then Athaliah tore her robes and called out, Treason! Treason! Jehoiada the priest ordered the commanders of the units of a hundred who were in charge of the troops, Bring her out between the ranks, and put to the sword anyone who follows her. For the priest had said, She must not be put to death in the temple of the Lord. So they seized her as she reached the place where the horses entered the palace grounds, and there she was put to death. Jehoiada then made a covenant between the Lord and the king and the people that they would be the Lord's people. He also made a covenant between the king and the people. All the people of the land went to the the temple of Baal and tore it down. They smashed the altars and idols to pieces and killed Matan the priest of Baal in front of the altars. Then Jehoiada the priest posted guards at the temple of the Lord. He took with them the commanders of hundreds, the Kerites, the guards and all the people of the land, and together they brought the king down from the temple of the Lord and went into the palace entering by way of the gate of the guards. The king then took his place on the royal throne. All of the people rejoiced, and the city was calm because Athaliah had been slain with a sword at the palace. Joash was seven years old when he began to reign. Matthew 20 For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He said to them, You also go and work in my vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about noon, and about three in the afternoon and did the same thing. About five in the afternoon he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, Why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, You also go work in my vineyard. When the evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers who were hired about five in the afternoon came and each received a denarius. Then those who came who were hired first, they expected to receive more, but each one of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the work in the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, I am not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. Now Jesus was going up to Jerusalem. On the way he took the twelve aside and said to them, 
We are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death, and will hand him over to Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. On the third day he will be raised to life. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons, and kneeling down asked a favor of him. What is it you want? he asked. She said, Grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other of your left in your kingdom. You don't know what you're asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup I'm going to drink? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink from my cup, but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my father. When the ten heard about this, they were indignant with the two brothers. Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be the first must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. As Jesus and his disciples were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him. Two blind men were sitting by the roadside, and when they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd rebuked them, and told them to be quiet, but they shouted all the louder, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus stopped and called them. What do you want me to do for you? he asked. Lord, they answered, we want our sight. Jesus had compassion on them, and touched their eyes. Immediately they received their sight and followed him. Ecclesiastes 9 So I reflected on all this, and concluded that the righteous and the wise and what they do are in God's hands, but no one knows whether love or hate awaits them. All share a common destiny, the righteous and the wicked, the good and the bad, the clean and the unclean, those who offer sacrifices and those who do not. As it is with the good, so with the sinful. As it is with those who take oaths, so with those who are afraid to take them. This is the evil in everything that happens under the sun. The same destiny overtakes all. The hearts of people, moreover, are full of evil, and there is madness in their hearts while they live, and afterward they join the dead. Anyone who is among the living has hope. Even a live dog is better off than a dead lion. For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. They have no further reward, and even their name is forgotten. Their love, their hate, and their jealousy have long since vanished. Never again will they have a part in anything that happens under the sun. Go, eat your food with gladness, and drink your wine with a joyful heart, for God has already approved what you do. Always be clothed in white, and always anoint your head with oil. Enjoy life with your wife, whom you love all the days of this meaning life that God has given you under the sun, all your meaningless days. For this is your lot in life, and in your toilsome labor under the sun. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. For in the realm of the dead, where you are going, there is neither working, nor planning, nor knowledge, nor wisdom. I have seen something else under the sun. The race is not to the swift or the battle to the strong. Nor does food come to the wise, or wealth to the brilliant, or favour to the learned. But time and chance happen to them all.
Moreover, no one knows when their hour will come. As fish are caught in a cruel net or birds are taken in the snare, so people are trapped by evil times that fall unexpectedly upon them. I also saw under the sun this example of wisdom that greatly impressed me. There was once a small city with only a few people in it, and a powerful king came against it, surrounded it, and built huge siege works against it. Now there lived in that city a man poor but wise, and he saved the city by his wisdom. But no one remembered that poor man. So I said, Wisdom is better than strength. But the poor man's wisdom was despised, and his words are no longer heeded. The quiet words of the wise are more to be heeded than the shouts of the rulers of fools. Wisdom is better than weapons of war, but one sinner destroys much good. We're going to have some more music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that may just have caught our attention. And after music, we'll say our prayers for the day and the time of the year.
before we say our prayers for the day and the time of the year. Just a reminder that if you'd like us to pray with you, then drop us a line through the usual channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or email, and check the show notes for contact details. There are links there to click, and they'll take you to wherever you need to go. Today, we've been asked to pray for the Reverend Kerry Tankard, who has just been appointed as the new chair of the Methodist District for Yorkshire West. He's essentially my boss. Um, and I was very privileged to be at his welcome service last night. So if we can remember Kerry Tankard and his family, particularly his family, in our prayers. Let's pray, shall we? Glory to you, God of creation. The heavens are the works of your hand. Infinite galaxies, suns and moons and planets praise you. Shooting stars celebrate your beauty. Black holes proclaim your mystery. The earth is the work of your hand. Your word made matter. Mountains declare your grandeur. Rivers and seas gurgle and thunder your praise. Trees lift up their arms in worship. Flowers and plants declare your riches. The earth and water teem with your life. And we, your children, mirror your infinite variety. God of the universe, glory to you and our prayer for the time of the year. Gracious and most merciful God, we pray that through the Holy Spirit all Christians would hear the call of evangelization and seek a deeper relationship with your Son Jesus. We pray that your Spirit will renew the Church, inspiring all Christians to go forth and make disciples of all nations and transform society through the power of the Gospel. We pray for all members of the church that we heed the words of Christ, do not be afraid, and are strengthened by the Holy Spirit's gift of courage, that we give witness to the gospel and share our face with others. We pray that we may become like the father of the prodigal son, filled with compassion for our missing brothers and sisters, and run to embrace them upon their return. We pray that all people, yearning to know Christ and the Church may encounter Him through the faithful who witness to His love in their lives. Loving God our Father, strengthen us to become witnesses to the saving grace of Your Son, Jesus our Lord, who lives and reigns with You in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. Amen. And we say together the prayer that Jesus taught His disciples. Our Father in Heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the glory, and the power are yours, now and forever. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. You've been listening to Walking the Way. All the details for today's episode can be found in the show notes, including the scripture passages and credits for the prayers. And if you want to partner with Walking the Way, please head to www.givesendgo.com forward slash walking the way and for more information about me or the podcast head to rayborrett.co.uk 
or you can find me on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. You can also listen to Walking the Way on TuneIn, YouTube and Radio.com. My name is Ray. And so until next time, I'll be here waiting as we continue Walking the Way.